We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? I'm having that uh, health check tomorrow. Oh, so it's something going up your butt? I hope not. It's the same one you had. Oh, yeah. They shove all sorts up your butt. God. Mm -hmm. I didn't tell you that bit. <laughs> no, no. Not until now. No, they basically enough. keep going yeah. until... In, <laughs> they, they increase the size of the things they put there until the pasty is too big for it to go in. For me, it was the uh, doctor's desk lamp. <laughs> it was a bit of a conundrum as to, to which bit to put in first whether there's like the base or the uh the back of the shaded bit it's it is difficult to know isn't it yeah i mean certainly not the front of the shade being an absolute animal <laughs> oh, no. trying to trying to set <laughs> that up there good well welcome to watching films on the toilet Hello. uh today we are going to be talking about the gray man mm -hmm. uh, sorry let me rephrase that the gray man which rhymes with your name amen it does, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about The Grey Man, Grey Man. Uh, which stars Ryan Gosling, mm -hmm. uh, Chris Evans, and is now all up on your Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's, it's always up, up there or thereabouts whenever I log on to Netflix trying to get me to watch it. It recommends it to you even when you've watched it. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? should know. It should know when you've watched it. You at a zoo, Raymond? Or? Oh, are you, looking, are you talking about the noises outside the study? I mean, I say study, it's the makeshift office recreated for my wife during lockdown, which used to be a, a tiny box bedroom. So before you go off going, thinking, oh, Raymond's got a study. It's not. It's, it's a half bedroom, so shove it. Mm, is it? Yeah, I'm doing it in here today because I've got uh, my mother-in-law come to stay. Is that good? Are you excited about that? I do really get along with my mother-in-law. I know you are uh, hoping for a... a some choice comedy moments there but that's why i asked you did once say she looked like michael bay i mean she, she does she does yeah but she's she still does yeah but she's very nice okay or good. barry manlow yeah. on, on a good day <laughs> well, I, it's just this trend amen of you having these opportunities to make things better mm. and you you always make them worse it, it's what i love the most about you i think manlow's an improvement on bay isn't he really Better hair. He's had Manolo's had a lot of work done, hasn't he? Oh, well, she, she's not had any work done. I'm thinking more about the hair. The hair. Oh, okay. Really? The hair. Sure, she'd appreciate either of those. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, so, do we have any correspondence before we talk about this film? So yeah, I have an email here. Dear, watching films on the toilet. I wanted to get in touch to express my disdain at your assertion that all Daily Mail readers are nasal-voiced fascists. It's an outrageous <laughs> claim that should be dismissed out of hand completely. Daily Mail mm. readers are not all nasal. We range from clear-voiced tenors <laughs> to deep, booming basses. I myself yeah. am a rich baritone. One thing us Daily Mail readers are in agreement on, however, is that your podcast is a load of rubbish. Your so-called jokes are, are either, in Eamon's case, poorly written insults or a series of childlike noises from Ben. On the other <laughs> hand, I can confidently say all Daily Mail readers love the Josh Widdick and Rob Beckett podcast. It's brilliant and we think they're great guys and we like what they stand for. Another thing that's definitely true <laughs> is that we are fascists. And we dis despise ethnic minorities and the poor. Whether our hatred of non-whites and the LGBTQIA community and our love of Widdick and Beckett is related 
It's not for me to say. You should be the judge of that. And then he's put like eight winking emojis. <laughs> right, okay. Name withheld, it says at the end there. <laughs> Good. All right. Lovely. Okay. Did you have, do you have any uh, correspondences? I do. We've, we've also received a letter. Um, last week we talked about a news reporter called Serene Branson who um, had a migraine on uh, live television and was unable to, to, speak. to form words yeah. properly. And there was sort of an urban myth that went round that she'd had a stroke, that she was dead. Mm. But she wasn't. She just had a really bad headache and it affected her, her talking. Mm. Um, we'll post the link to the video if you've never seen it because it is brilliant. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, we got a letter from Serene. Oh. So I'll, I'll read this now. So uh, it goes like this. Dear Watcham Furs and Terzen. <laughs> Krem. <laughs> Krem. <laughs> Nesh, Harry, Texem. Tabnem. Lon, Lon. Rebmanan, Apek. Wet. And that's it. That's it. That was her, <laughs> that was her letter. Oh, mysterious. So yeah, I mean, um, hmm. I don't know what a creme is or a or a lon lon. I, <laughs> lon, lon, I don't yeah. know what that means. I mean, if I were to to read in between the lines, there, I imagine she's congratulating us on bringing that story back into to the public eye. It sounds like a thank you letter, doesn't it? Yeah, creme. I mean, creme yeah. sounds like it's that's thanks, right? <laughs> thanks. It's nice. It's not hard. It's creme, creme. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then yeah, I mean, we've got like Nesh Harry Tech Sem. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Redman and a peck. What could that mean, do you think? Keep up the yeah. good work, fellas. Yeah. Web. Web. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Serene. Uh, um, it's a real uh, heavy potation. It's such a massive potation, yeah. isn't it? All right, good. Mm. Lovely. All right, cool. We got any toilet news, Eamon? Yeah. Tell you what, it's hard finding the toilet news this week. Mostly toilets in a bit of a state. It's just not, yeah, you know, they're toilets. That's not news. Have you heard of a macerating toilet? What's that then? One with a grinder. I remember. That, I remember that a lot of the toilets in France had uh, had grinders. Yeah. Now, I just I was talking to someone today, and they mentioned this macerating toilet, and hmm. yeah, it just got me thinking. Well, I always thought that's because the, uh, the French did like rock solid poos. It's just something about mm. something about the French disposition. They're, they're always doing really, <laughs> really hard poos. It's all that bread and cheese, isn't it? Exactly. Bread, cheese, cured meat, wine. Come on, guys. Yeah. There's not, not an ounce of fibre in any of that stuff. It's all the snail shells. That's right. Compacted down. They must be terrible coming out. That's why the French have that expression the whole time. Oh, I thought you meant like they say something. No, no. As in the, <laughs> the facial expression. I thought their expression might be, don't eat too many snail shells. What's... Uh, Derriere, isn't it? Oh, mon derriere, c'est très mauvais. Oh, zuta laws, they say. Wow. Again, so much worse. Do you not think it's slightly pretentious speaking foreign languages in an accent? I thought you were just going to end it like speaking. It's really pretentious to learn another language. No, no, I think you should learn another language. But it's like when football commentators go, uh, go Zinedine Zidane. So they try the accent. Just say Zinedine Zidane. It's dangerous ground because if you were to learn, you know, Mandarin, for example, mm. would you put on an accent then, or would you? Is that race? Is that not racist? Putting on an accent when you're speaking. But Mandarin? this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Would it be, or would you have to speak in a certain way in order for the language to make sense? I, th I think to avoid any doubt, you should speak any language in uh, in a British accent. Uwe le, le bibliotech. 
They'll understand. Uh, je, je mange le jambon. But you said je mange le jambon, which means I eat, I am the ham. <laughs> Yeah, is that what you've what been saying? I I am. The yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. What you I do mean. need to be able to speak the language, though. I mean, the accents is is a yeah. grey area, but but the words well, what would it be do then? count. Jamange, jamange le jambon. Yeah, jamange. Yeah, yeah. I I am the ham. That sounds that sounds like something that newsreader would say. <laughs> I eat, I am the ham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what this chat here is far better than any anything we'll get off the uh, toilet news. This Bob don't bother. Do you want me to tell you what the story is? Yeah, tell me what it was and then we'll move on. It was a, uh, a dad took his young children to B&Q. One of the very little ones mistook a toilet display for a toilet and did uh, did a poop in it. And he had to. There's a, picture, there's a picture of him scooping out the poop. Bit before is better, so let's move on to the film. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to keep that bit in as well. You saying the bit before is better. Okay. <laughs> um, can you do that Mandarin accent for me? Yeah, no problem. Uh, Didn't keep that bit in, did you? No, what? he took that out. He <laughs> took that out. <laughs> uh, yeah, good. Ah, smart. 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 I think that's the smartest thing that's I've ever done. That's the smartest thing you've ever done. That's amazing. That was smart. Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely impressed. I am. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. cool. So, The Greyman. Mm. How did you watch The Greyman, Eamon? <laughs> I watched it on the, on the toilet. Good lad. Oh, what's that on your arm? Oh, it's an insect. Your uh, left arm. But you're, <laughs> you're pointing at the wrong one. But it's hard because I'm mirrored in the... It's an insect bite. I've got lots of them on me. Can you see some of the other ones? Mm, they're on my legs. I don't really want to stand up, so... Oh. Um, so, no. Uh, anyway, I watched it on the airplane toilet, Ooh. like Rodney did, from Just a Ride. Mm. Yeah. I went to Spain last week mm-hmm. and I downloaded this on the Friday mm-hmm. and I watched it on a plane uh, on the toilet. Did you watch it in one two hour, 15 minutes sitting? <laughs> yep. <laughs> there was a very big queue, including the uh, co-pilot of the plane who <laughs> did the toilet as well. So that Yay. worked out really well. Yay. And what did you have for your drink for me, Eamon? Well, a big summer wee. Because it was the, the grey man. I thought it'd be fun to, to drink a grey drink. Ah, nice. There's not many. Mm. There's not many grey drinks. So what I did is I got some goat's milk and mixed in a load of squid ink. Oh, and that made it nice and <laughs> nice and grey. Oh, wow! That really is. It's the goat milk as well. That was very disgusting. Yeah. Well done. Very mm. disgusting. Mm. It, how did it taste? Um, horrible. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine you'd have to drink mm. quite a lot of like alcohol before you. Had a go on that, just to numb your palate, possibly. Yeah, well, I wondered. I wondered if you could uh, stick some alcohol in there and sort of turn it into a, a cocktail. Oh, like a white Russian. Like a white Russian. You stick some fern at Branker in there. Oh, flipping out. <laughs> oh, oh my god. A bitter, creamy, grey drink. Lovely. So, how long do I get? You have a minute and twelve seconds. Hmm. Okay, all right. Three, two, one, go. So, Ryan Gosling is serving a long prison sentence for killing his abusive dad when Billy Bob Thornton offers him the chance to work as an assassin in the CIA's Sierra program. So he does that. Years later, he's sent to assassinate a bad guy in Bangkok who also happens to work in the Sierra program. Before he dies, this fella hands over a necklace with a USB drive inside it. Remember them? Which contains all sorts of incriminating information about Gosling's boss, Denny Carmichael. From that point on, Gosling is on the run and Carmichael sends ruthless mercenary Chris Evans to get the drive back. He kidnaps Billy Bob Thornton's niece, Julia Butters, who Gosling developed a really special bond with when he looked after her for one weekend, one time. So Gosling makes it his mission to get her back. Thankfully, lots of people are willing to blow themselves up for him and risk their lives because he's Ryan Gosling? 
Eventually, he wins a fight with Chris Evans, gets Julia Butters back, and something happens to the drive. And then he escapes from prison and kidnaps Julia Butters so they can go on the run as fugitives from the law, which is what every little girl wants, isn't it? The end, for now. Oh, super concise. So that was a minute and six seconds. Boom. Explosive, like the opening of this film. Mm. Okay. Did you have any expectations going into this film? I thought it'd be fun because the Russos are funny and they had a few jokes in the uh, trailer. And I also thought it would be very competent because pretty good with action sequences and storytelling. So I thought my expectations level levels were set to expect something mildly good. What about you? I was expecting something more serious. Hmm. I don't know why. Maybe I didn't pay enough attention to the trailer. I was expecting more of a kind of like a 70s conspiracy thriller kind of vibe. You know, a little bit paranoia, maybe something set against a political backdrop, Mm. which gave it a bit more substance. Mm -hmm. And people who, when they get hurt, actually react in a way that humans would rather than uh, just kind of fobbing it off and moving on. Mm -hmm. But as it was... I'm not really sure what this was. I found it quite hard to pin down. Yes, I think that there seem to be a lot of films these days which seem sort of scared of planting a flag in a particular genre and saying we're this. Yes. I'm assuming it's a marketing uh, issue in that <laughs> the bloody bean counters upstairs are going, we need to appeal to all these different groups so uh, you can't call yourself this specific thing because it's going to put these groups off. Netflix is like massively like day- i know everywhere everything's data driven these days but i think the you know, there's all sorts of sophisticated algorithms that netflix use it's almost like the computers are telling them this film needs this in order to get a certain amount of eyeballs yes this is quite a big deal for netflix i think this might be the most money they've spent on a film it's like 200 million did it look like a 200 million dollar film to you uh no i thought the cgi was mm. quite distracting there was a plane sequence it was kind of that rubber man CGI. Same with the, the uh, tram sequence as well. I thought that was very CGI. So no, I don't feel like it looked mm. like a $200 million film. Um, it's based on a book series, isn't it? It is, yeah. Apparently this is the start of a universe. Seriously? Yes, yes. There's A sequel has already been greenlit. Do you know what it felt like to me? It was basically they, they mashed together the Bourne identity and Commando. That's what this film was. Yeah, and The Fast and the Furious. That whole normal people as superheroes thing. Mm. Gosling is meant to be a, a guy. Yeah. But he's invincible. Yeah, it does. It gets ludicrous. Like, uh, he, he, I saw he got stabbed in the hand at one point. He did. And stabbed in the side. And then he, he's going, oh, stabbed in the side. Yeah. No, no mention of his hand at all. It's like, you'd, you'd feel being stabbed completely through your hand. Quite. I once... Uh, we had a jam in a shredder. I was on one of my uh, famous shredding binges. You had jam in a shredder. Pop loaded jam in the shredder. Right. No, I had. Uh, I was just just shredding uh, loads of stuff and got got jammed up. So we had. <laughs> I used a steak knife to try and pry out some of the uh, the paper, and I had had my other hand braced against the side of the shredder. I slipped. Oh god! And I stabbed myself in the side of a hand with a steak knife. Ah. It kind of went about. Not sure how far in it went. Maybe about half an inch. Yeah, centimeter and a half, or something. It made a mark on the other side. Anyway, Crikey. quite painful. 
<laughs> my wife heard me shout shout the uh, the f right. word from the other side of the house very loudly, and uh, I had to go to hospital, and um, the doctor instead of getting stitches he, uh, he superglued it together. Oh right, yeah. But he kept on getting um, he was because he kept on supergluing his rubber glove to my hand. <laughs> oh, what, well, and then having to pull it off? Then he'd pull it off again. Like, mm. Anyway, that was, uh, I was in shock <laughs> when I did that. I was, it was really, it was horrible. You did think quite a lot about the fact that you'd stabbed yourself in the hand. You didn't just move on to... I wasn't like, oh, is that one of my, the other things I have to do today? I was just Shake like, it off and... Staring constantly at my hand and all the blood coming out of it. Yeah. A much worse hand stabbing happened to, to Ryan Gosling. And yeah, right through it. They went right completely through it. Through it and he, and he, he sort of goes, ow, like that when yeah. it happens. And that's, that's it. Something that bothers me in these CIA good assassin movies mm. is if you've agreed to kill people, yeah. are you really going to object to killing the odd child? No. Is it really going to be that much of a problem? Like you, you kill a, quite a lot of people you don't ask questions, but oh no, it's it's a kid. I don't buy it. I think we're in that sort of world now where we, we know how ruthless these government agencies are and they would basically do yes. anything to, to achieve their yes. ends. And yeah, I'm afraid killing innocents is part of that. Like someone like Leon. Mm. Leon. Mm -hmm. Well, he's probably got a macerating toilet. Yeah, he's got one of those uh, rock-hard French stools. <laughs> yeah. But, it's probably why he's so cross. Like he says, uh, no women, no kids. And you kind of buy that. No, he says, no women, no kids. Like that, He says, he? no women, no kids. Yeah. And I buy that because mm. he has chosen this profession and he's kind of allowed to make up his own rules. Mm. But if you join a government agency and you're told what to do, you can't just say, oh, no, oh, I'm not doing that. Uh, no, I, I'll do that, but I don't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, I, th I feel like that would come up during the uh, the interview process. <laughs> yeah, so I think like, it would uh, as well. Just um, you've done really well on all the practicals and you're yeah. brilliant with a knife. You've done loads of good stabbings. Um, yeah. Final thing. Or would you be okay? Mate, most of the people you kill are going to be men, yeah. but they will be the occasional woman or a child. Yeah. Would you oh, kill a child, child. for us? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or they just show yeah. pictures of you know would you kill him we kill this kill this one would you kill him kill this one we'll start we'll start off easy here's uh james corden everyone says yes to him <laughs> who's next uh oh Paddy mcpenny mcginnis another another gimme yeah uh who we got here oh we jimmy cranky oh <laughs> it's an elderly woman but looks like a child oh. would you oh. tricky kill this one tricky mm. what about this dog no. would you kill this dog no go on oh look at its sad eyes mm. So that's annoying. So Netflix currently have, they've got a, an army of the dead universe, so that's going to be good. They've got Jesus. this, this film has started a new universe. What other films mm. do you think could have universes? I tell you, I, and I'd actually genuinely want to see this as a crank universe. A crank universe would be amazing. There's not a hint of subtlety in that film. And they've basically, every character, they've just dialed up anything stereotypical about them up yep. to like 12. Everyone in that film, I think, I'd be pretty happy to have like their own spin-off. Chev Chelios just needs to continue. Chev Chelios shared <laughs> universe. I mean, we joke about it now. It, it will probably happen. Chev Chelios is the greatest name for any character ever. Nothing will ever be better it's than that. such a good yeah. name. 
I thought we were going to jest about this, but if we're being serious, mm. Gareth Evans, the director of The Raid, mm. went on holiday to Indonesia recently and he met up with Iko Uwais mm-hmm. from The Raid. And it just got me thinking, you know, I think we need The Raid 3. Yeah, I'd, I'd always watch a sequel to The Raid. I just don't know why everything has yeah. to be like a universe. Like, you know, sequels no. are, are bad enough. Is it just stupidity? Have they just gone like, uh, oh, Marvel has your shared universe. Everything should have that. Yes. They've not realised that there's like literally decades of material supporting that shared universe from like the comic book. That's it. I mean, no other universe has worked. The Harry Potter movies with the, what's it? Uh, Beasts of something. Fantastic Beasts. I don't think that's worked. They tried to do a Universal Monsters universe, which kicked off with the mummy. That didn't work. The DC universe that didn't no. work. I wonder also if it's part of part of the marketing. I think it has just become this big buzzword now. So I think they think when consumers yeah. hear shared universe, they go, "Oh, fucking f- hell! I can't wait to see <laughs> see the rest of the other films tangentially related to this." <laughs> that is exactly what they say. Yeah, they do. That's exactly what the kind of listener who would be into that would say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your dad used to uh, push your face in the bathtub, didn't he? To toughen you up. <laughs> That's why I killed him. Yeah, do you remember when you killed your dad? I'm, I'm yeah. amazed that actually yeah. it's taken us this long to get to that because there's a striking parallel between you and the Golson character in that your, yeah. your dad used to kind of really try and toughen you up and in the end you got fed up and killed him. Yeah, I did. Do you want to talk us through that? That's why I erected that statue of him dressed as Popeye in Saltash Town Centre. That is watching films in the toilet canon. It if is. If you go back to a few episodes, that is part of the canon now. Yeah. Um, so if you got that reference, well done. If you didn't, I mean, this is weird anyway, so it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. It's definitely keeping it in, though. Yeah. Keeping it in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good. <laughs> his, I don't know if this was, like, commissioned. I don't know how it exactly works, but I know this is in development hell for a while. Mm-hmm. But it does seem like... Netflix has become this sort of like receptacle of movies which all the other studios kind of pass on because yes. they're not, not quite good enough. Red Notice, and Army of the Dead. Six, was it called Six Underground? The Michael Six Bay Underground. One? Oh, thank yeah. you for reminding me about Michael Bay. We'll get to that. Go on. Okay. Um, because, and you actually mentioned this in your summer week. Like, it was so lazy. They they did this thing twice where they had, like, an old person who was yeah. ill and dying who basically went, you go on without me. Yeah. I'll blow up these bad guys that are coming after you. It happened twice. Yeah. It's like, that's so lazy. It's just bizarre. And that, that Danush guy, he popped up and then he changed oh. his mind. Like, oh, oh yeah, and he said about this, this guy? Yeah, this, this feeds into what we said, said earlier on. It's just like totally willing to like shoot a bunch of innocent policemen yeah and then uh five seconds later it's just like these these people have no honor <laughs> so mate you've just been on like a massive killing spree hang on they've got no honor whoa 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 listen mate i don't want to point any fingers but i'm afraid you're a bit of a uh dishonorable person dishonorable daniel <laughs> yeah you need to check your honor mate like i said you're the dishonorable daniel was <laughs> I'm trying to make that a thing. I'm trying to make that mm, a thing now. Yeah. I, mm, did you? Um, did you? I don't remember that line in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anna de Almas says it 
Okay. In her sultry uh, European accent, she goes, yeah. "Oh, he was a bit of a dishonourable Daniel, wasn't he?" Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Gosling nod, nods. Yeah. Well, I think we've just got our episode title anyway. <laughs> Good. Dishonourable. So, you just mentioned Michael Bay and mm. drone shots. Yeah, not a fan of those. Why mm. do we need to have drone shots? I'd rather have a camera locked off completely, like, you know, the really heavy cameras they had in the late 1800s mm. that couldn't move at all. I'd rather see that mm. than a drone shot. I think what I dislike about drone shots is the filmmakers are trying to, trying to communicate to you, like, we're we using a drone at this point. Yeah. I think if they used them in a way that they weren't swinging from side to side constantly and they had, like, a smooth kind of tracking quality to them, I wouldn't have a problem at all because it it's a good way of showing you longer action sequences like in, you know especially like the the tram sequence they used a couple there and I was thinking like if this were, if this thing camera wasn't moving around from side to side the whole time this would actually be really effective yeah. because it, it can cover cover a large distance and connect things from point A to point B if it added anything to the character or story that would be fine but it doesn't in fact it it takes you out of the film yeah it does I haven't seen it used in a particularly uh, impressive way. No, well, do you know what? You probably have done, but it's probably not drawn attention to itself, which is why yeah, it's been effective. It. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to interrupt our chat with a word from our sponsor. Oh, okay. So, Eamon, um, we all know there's a lot of 5G around, don't we? A lot more than there was before. Um, mm. There's probably some 5G in this room right now. And That's right. Do we really know? what damage it's causing to our bodies and minds? Guess not. No, we don't. Thankfully, Dr. Kern Welton has pioneered a, <laughs> a new way of finding out exactly how much 5G there is in your brain mm. with the 5G How Much There Is test kit. Okay. All you need to do is take a small sample of your own spinal fluid, mm. uh, add the blue serum, and wait for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. If it stays blue then that's a bit of 5G. Yeah. If it goes purple, then that's enough 5G. Yeah. And if it turns red, then that is so much 5G. Oh. Um, yeah. So if you visit drkernwelton.com mm -hmm. to order your 5G How Much There Is kit, uh, you'll get a bit of a discount if you mention us. So that's that. I mean, again... I'm sure it's straightforward, but it did kind of gloss over the extraction of the spinal fluid. I don't know how... Has is that the yeah. big needle? Or I, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it is. You know what? It is fine. I'm I'm overthinking <laughs> it. It's fine. Yeah, it's probably it's probably fine. It's, it's, uh, it's do you know what? It's probably fine. If there's one person though, I say, would say it's not a dishonourable Daniel. It'd be Doctor Kern Welton. Absolutely. Yeah. Again, not going to catch on. It's but a thing now. Uh, let's let's move on. Cool. So, Amen. Oh, I haven't considered this. So, let's see how I get on off the cuff. Mm. Would you flush this film mm -hmm. like Ryan Gosling is flushed down a well uh, and then makes a makeshift bomb to blow himself out of it? Yeah. Or would you fish it out like, like that USB drive is fished out of the necklace it's sitting in? Yeah, good. Um, I would flush this. It's interesting. I was watching it when I first started. I was thinking, "Oh, this is pretty. This I don't mind this." And then, as mm. time went on, I was just like, 
I've heard I've seen this story a million times. There's nothing nothing new about this film at all. Yeah. And I just got bored. What about you? Yeah, I would also flush this mm. away. It had there's just no subtext. It was just like paper thin. It was nothing more than what you saw and heard on the screen. And also, it didn't have enough drone shots to make it a Michael Bay film, but it was too Michael Bay to be good. Yeah. Flush it away. Bye-bye, the Greyman. All right, so it's now on to our top five, and this is very exciting because we're introducing a new feature, aren't we, Eamon? We are, yeah. We flushed a lot of movies, and we for for the very best films that we both fish out, we have the Tank of Glory. So we were thinking we need something for the very worst films that we flush away, and these films. So we'll have five films that can go in a special place: the macerating toilet of despair. Yeah, we had quite a lengthy conversation about this offline. My my concern mm. was that uh, obviously a macerating toilet mashes things up and therefore obliterates them. So yes. there'd be no need to hold them. So just for any pedants out there, they're being held in the toilet. It's not been flushed yet. Yeah, We're going to flush it in an unspecified time where yes. they'll all be destroyed. We've not decided on our final five worst films that's right so please don't write in saying a macerating toilet will destroy the film anyway so there's no need to hold it in there one day this will end and at that point yeah five films will be macerated and never come back that's right yeah that'll be the day that uh ben ben gets arrested for that horrible thing he did Oof. anyway so this week tough <laughs> <laughs> oh our top five we have gone back through the Watching Films on the Toilet archives and we have chosen mm-hmm. our top five least favourite films that will go in the Maserati Toilet. Now, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how we decide at the end. It'll be interesting to see at the end how we decide which ones go in and which ones won't because we may have different choices. But let's see how mm-hmm. we get on. Now, Eamon, you <clears> lost <throat> last week. Okay. So you can choose mm-hmm. first. Okay. This is a double ambulance. Hundred percent, definitely below. That was awful. May I think probably the worst film. I think you might be right. That I resented having to watch that. Yeah, it's awful. Really bad. Mm. All right, good choice. Okay, I think you might have chosen Avengement. I did, yeah, because it's uh, rubbish. Don't agree, but okay, you've done that. Fine. Okay, another double. Robocop two. Definitely. Yeah. Such a bad film. Yeah. So disappointing. And the very, I'd say the lowest point of our podcasting relationship together. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say it's a double. Mm-hmm. Army of the Dead. No. Okay. So if you get this one, you've won. I will say, because uh, you really ranted about this, I'd be cross if it's not on your list. Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, it's on my list. Yes. Yeah, you win, Eamon. Yes, I win. Yes. Well done. One. Well done. Big win there. Yeah. Good lad. Massive. Good lad. So what was on the rest of your list? So my top five films that would enter the macerating toilet of despair. Robocop 2. Yes. Army of the Dead. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. Mm -hmm. Not 
the uh, original. Mm-hmm. God no. Uh, ambulance and Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh. What have you got? Yeah, so I had Ambulance. I had Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well. Okay. Avengement, uh, Robocop Two, and of course Hard Boiled. Such an it's a piece of shit film. Idiot! You are such an idiot. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> that you've just chosen that to wind me it's up. It's rubbish, isn't it? That's silly. It's rubbish. So there's three that are definitely going in. It's the Texas, Robocop, Ambulance. Yes. Now, I think we can't put in a film that one of us has fished out. Okay. I think that's a fair rule, isn't it? If you think about it, it's fair. <sighs> but what if I really... If you think about what it... What if I, I really want to fair. annoy you? Well, that's not the point of the macerating toilet of despair, <laughs> is it? Is I mean, it? when you put it like that, it's hard to hard to disagree. Is it? <laughs> you said that like you've been using that phrase for years, like the macerating yeah, toilet of despair we've been talking about since we were kids. Is that the point of the macerating toilet of despair? Yeah. No, exactly. Thank you. So, Avengement can't go in. Okay, fine. Because I okay. fished that out, but hard boiled can hard boiled can because I because I hate it. Oh, because we both fished that out and it's been in the tank of glory. Yeah, but it's shit though, isn't it? It's rubbish. Oh, God. Okay. So, the other two I chose were Army of the Dead, Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm. We could abandon them altogether and we could put two in that we didn't mention. But we so, well, you just choose one and I'll four. choose one at random. Okay, so I need to pick one from those. Okay, I'm... Because I was so disappointed with it, I'm going to put in Thor, Love and Thunder. Okay. And I'll put in Hard Boiled. (laughs) Again, (laughs) we both fished out Hard Boiled. I've changed my... Ben, listen, people can change. Ben, people can change. That means it is exempt from the macerating toilet of despair. 2022 Eamon is different (laughs) to uh, 2021 Eamon. He's not. That Eamon, he's naive. He's very green around the gills. He's just trying to fit in. 2022 Eamon, he's bold, he's confident. He knows what he likes and doesn't like. He hates He hates hard-boiled. Can't choose hard-boiled. It's against the rules. There are rules, Eamon. There are rules. No. No. Why do you, why do you decide I the rules? I don't decide the rules. We all decide the rules. Well, hang on. So that means that you're not allowed to change your mind about anything ever, is what you're saying. It's a bit restrictive, isn't you can it? change your mind, but... Ultimately, three people fished out hard-boiled. Yeah. Even if you changed your mind, you that's know what? two that was, fishes out. And you can't was... put a film in the macerating toilet of despair that was if it's been classic. fished out by one person. No, it has it to be flushed by both. That, that was classic yes, peer pressure. Oh, God. Are we... <laughs> Not having it, Eamon. We agreed before this that I the didn't, film would I be in the tank I, of glory. I never agreed, in the to, I never agreed to Yes, that. you did. Yes, you did. Well, again, so now you you're saying yes. again that I'm not allowed to change my mind. I mean, it's just ludicrous. What? Why you want? Why you can't? We we've got to go on what the history was here. We can't just. I could change. Actually, this is my mum just sent mm. me a text saying, "Have you watched The Grey Man?" <laughs> and I said, "Just doing a podcast about it. Yeah. It's rubbish." Mm. She said, "I loved it." <laughs> There's a bit of news. Glad she liked okay. it. Uh, it's rubbish. Come on. Okay, all right. I will, I will <laughs> put in something else if you can see that I can put hard boiled in the Tupperware of 
bullshit <laughs> films. That's your it's that's like your thing. thing that you just made up. Yeah, 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 I just made it up, but it's it's a thing now. And it's one film which is universally despised, which uh, I it's it's I, not. I put I put in a uh, Tupperware. It is not universally despised. Everyone hates that film, Ben. No one hates that <laughs> film. Everyone agrees that it's one of the best action films of all time. Ah, oh, all these. You're so you're so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Oh God. Okay, well, tell you what. Let's just pop it in for now, and then uh, <laughs> no. we can take it out. <laughs> we can take it out later on. <laughs> oh no, no, not doing that. Come on, pick another film. Just shut up. End of Days, Rambo, Batman Returns, you didn't like. Top Gun Maverick, put that in. Oh, God. I've taken off my glasses right now. Eamon, the rules are, which I think we would all agree to if we were being reasonable and not a prick, are it can't go in the macerating toilet of despair if we didn't both flush it. That has to be the rule. Just as in the Tank of Glory, we both have to have said we fished it out otherwise i could have changed my mind about i don't know end of days oh absolutely it's absolutely brilliant i've watched it again i'm going to put put it in the tank of glory can't do that there are rules amen there are rules so choose a film that we both flushed away now (laughs) (laughs) i'm thinking uh i'm going the wrong way Okay, I'm going to count down. Ready? Robocop yeah. 2, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022, Ambulance, Thor Love and Thunder, and... i tell you what I'm going to put in is uh, The Many Saints of Newark. Okay. Because... Oh, thank God. We both flushed that. Oh, okay. mm, but our guest didn't. But, okay, although our guest did fish it out, we both flushed it. Mm. It is our podcast. And I just want to get this over and done with. So I will mm. accept Brilliant. the many states of New York. I know we were both very disappointed with it. Okay, mm. so there we are. That is the macerating toilet of despair. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Mm. I guess if we flush a film next time, then if we both flush it, we can decide whether it goes in or not. Yeah. Does it immediately go in or we just decide? And, you know, to all the listeners out there, whenever you hear us talk about the many saints of Newark, like imagine me giving you like a pretty theatrical wink and you know it's really hard-boiled let's see <sighs> anyway all right i had a uh, i lost the game last week you did so, what did you what did you have to do what's your forfeit i can't remember so like thor had to get his got his bum out mm. in this film i had to get my bum out in public i had that go it went like this okay so i've come here to euston station in central london to get my bum out in public Got my loudspeaker here with me, so here it goes. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Behold my naked bum. Okay, good. Okay. Um, so what's my forfeit? Okay, Ben, so your forfeit this week is to get much older right and ill and or injured okay and then uh sacrifice yourself to slow down some bad guys from catching up <laughs> catching up with your good mates by blowing myself up by blowing yourself up because it happens uh, uh seven or eight times in the gray man i don't see that as a problem mm. what are we watching next time well i'm i have some hope for this film it's a tangential extension to 
my favourite film series. It's Prey. Predator sequel, basically. Directed by Dan Trachtenberg, starring Amber Midthunder and Dane DeLegro. Set a long time ago. So it's a period film, which I think is a good idea. We've talked about doing this with mm. a, a number of franchises, about setting them in the past. So glad that someone's listened to us at last. Well done. So yeah, fingers crossed. Okay, good. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah. Please find us on the social medias, review us, rate us, send us a message. Yeah, maybe uh, hassle Whittaker and Beckett about being horrible fascists. Get on their case. Yeah. What's it called again? Is it the Dog Whistle Podcast, I believe, is, uh, is the title of, of their show. The Dog Whistle Podcast? Yeah. I don't get it. It's, uh, they talk about it when they're talking about it's like subvert racism. It's like a dog right. whistle. You can't hear it, but it's there. The racism, it's there. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that smart. That's all right. I mean, that's why you should take my uh, hatred of hard-boiled more seriously. Go on, wrap it up. Uh, keep flushing. Bye-bye. <laughs>